Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also Senior Pastor of the Buckron Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is dedicated to helping servants of the Lord Jesus Christ be faithful in ministry. We do that by talking about subjects that matter, especially to pastors who have been called by the Lord to be under shepherds in his church. Today, I want to talk about what could be permanently disqualifying for a pastor in ministry. In other words, what sin would permanently disqualify a pastor from ever being able to serve again? Well, first of all, I would say any unrepentant sin. Uh, we don't need to talk about sin's categories uh, as much as we need to talk about sin being perpetuated in our lives. It is essential as a pastor of one of the Lord's churches that we stay prayed up, that we stay fresh in our walk with the Lord. And if there's any sin in my life that I'm just unwilling to let go of, the reality is I shouldn't be serving the, the Lord's church. You know, when Paul talked about uh, sitting at the Lord's table and he told the church at Corinth that anyone who takes this unworthily, in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks damnation to himself. He said, for this cause, many of you are sick and some even sleep. Now that's what he's writing to the church members at Corinth for the way they partake of the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner. If that's true of church members, how much more so is that true of the pastor who's administering the Lord's Supper? If he is serving the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner because he's regarding sin in his heart and life that he knows is there and he will not repent, he will not forsake the sin, that's a very serious matter. So our consciences should be so sensitive that we do not want to hold on to sin, that our attitude is always, Lord, please cleanse me. I know that there's no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus, but because you have saved me and forgiven me, you've given me your Holy Spirit by which I can mortify the deeds of the flesh. I can put to death the deeds of the flesh because I have the indwelling Christ, the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, and I want to do that. Lord, you deserve my life to be holy and to reflect your character. So... First of all, I would say if we are holding on to our sin, we have no business standing in the pulpit. We have no business administering the ordinances. A pastor who is unrepentant in his sin needs to, needs to step aside. And so to the degree that you are remaining willfully in sin, you should be disqualified from ministry. But now I know the question meant more than that. It was what's permanently disqualified, disqualifying. And I would say this, anything that is such a breach uh, in a pastor's life that the knowledge of that sin becomes greater uh, than the pastor's uh, reputation and character. So most commonly, I get asked this about adultery. If a pastor commits adultery, can he ever serve as a pastor again? And I'm gonna give a nuanced answer here. 
I'm going to say probably not. And that's a strange answer. But frankly, I think that you can never pastor so long as your sin is notorious, so long as it becomes the thing people know about you. And only if you have walked the long, hard road of repentance so clearly, so transparently, and for so long a time that your reputation as a repentant person dominates your reputation as a sinner. And I don't know how long that is. I know it's a long time. But your your repentance has to become more notorious than your sin. A lot of times I've dealt with uh, pastors who've fallen into sin, most notably adultery, and they immediately are asking the question, how long do you think it will be before I can preach again? And as long as I'm hearing that question, I know they're not anywhere close to being ready to pastor or to preach again because that can't be the goal. Your goal has to be to get your relationship right with the Lord. Your goal has to be to restore, if you're married, to restore that relationship, to reconcile to the one you've wronged and to forsake the sin and, the, and frankly, the weaknesses uh, that or the underlying causes of that sin. It usually doesn't just happen suddenly. Adrian Rogers used to say people would remark about some pastor who fell into sin, well, look how far he fell. And Adrian would always say, you don't know how low he was living. And boy, that's true. Usually it's not a far fall. Usually there's been, there have been secret compromises, things happening behind the scenes in a man's life. And then when he, the public fall comes, it really wasn't that far from all the secret things that he was already doing. You need to make sure that you've dealt with all of it. It's not merely the very public uh, disastrous crash that is the issue. It's all the stuff that led to it and was behind it. That takes a long time. So frankly, I'm going to say that if a pastor falls into sin, his goal should not be to get back in ministry, get back in the pulpit whatsoever. It should be simply to get right with the Lord and to do whatever it takes to demonstrate that. And I think that takes a long, long, long time. Uh, let me tell you some things to watch out for. If a person falls into sin, they often then begin, even if they claim they are repentant, they'll get judgmental about other people's reaction to their sin. Well, look at that. That guy calls himself a Christian, and he's not able to forgive me for what I did. Oh, listen to me. You don't get to do that. As long as you are judging someone else's reaction to your sin, you're not really in repentance yet. That's self-righteousness. What you have to do is understand that your sin put that person in the position of needing to judge your sin. Whether they're right or wrong, that's between them and the Lord. You have to own it. You have to be willing to say, you know what? My sin is so bad that uh, nothing that that guy thinks about my sin is as bad as the truth. 
And when you have that kind of brokenness and humility over your sin, then you're really walking the road of repentance. And you have to walk it relentlessly. That's not a short time. That's a long time. And the other thing you need to know is you can't restore yourself. You don't get to declare yourself ready or restored. There needs to be around a a preacher who falls. There needs to be around him an accountability group that walks with him, that puts him sort of through the paces, that helps him understand the depth of his sin and what his sin has caused and help him walk that road of repentance. And his church, uh, or a church, you know, often he can't stay in the church where the sin was committed, but he needs to plug into some church that will accept him, in essence, already under discipline, and then walk him through that repentance. But others have to declare, okay, he's ready for something. But you know what? That ministry might be just going to the nursing home. It, it, it might be uh, just going on trips with the senior citizens. You don't just immediately get to go back up in a pulpit. And after years of just humbly, graciously, uh, it, repentedly just following Christ and honoring him, it might be that someone with full knowledge of your sin might give you some opportunity. You know, when a pastor falls into sin, it's a terribly egregious thing because he's a leader and his sin has effects far beyond just his own life or even his own family. Others are hurt. Others are wounded by what he does. And that's no small thing. So it very well may be that he can never, ever again really fill a pulpit. It might be that his sin is so notorious that no one can ever really hear him without thinking of it. And if so, that's just the cost that comes. And it's a terrible price to pay. It's one reason we should all want to stay holy because we see the terrible cost that it will it will bring. But if in God's providence, after some long period of time, after someone's repentance becoming more notorious than their sin, they are asked to fill a role, uh, then it very well may be that they have that opportunity. I'm not going to say never. I am going to say rarely because our leadership matters so very, very much. And a lot of people can be wounded by a pastor's sin. I don't know exactly what the parameters are. I just know that sin is terrible, that leadership matters so much that our goal simply has to be to get right with Christ. If God in his providence allows us ever to have any form of ministry again, that's grace upon grace. But you can't grasp for it, you can't ask for it, and you can't do it secretly. It would have to be done with full knowledge of one's past. But grace is a wonderful thing. And God is gracious. It should be enough for us that our names are written in the book of life and that we can find a way to bring glory to Jesus, even if it's not in the former kind of ministry, not in a public ministry. The goal has to be to honor him. But you know what? This is such a warning to me.
it reminds me of how desperately I need Christ, how much I want to live a holy life because I never want to have to ask that question. Uh, It's important that I walk with the Lord Jesus, that I lean on him constantly, that I rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, that I'm saturated with his word, that I don't ever have to make someone ask the question, am I ready or not? God help me. By the power of the Spirit, I want to pastor well for life.